Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Noah, and I am with... Kayla! We're back for one more Christmas episode. The final one of the holiday season! Yeah, it's the last one. I've been liking these. These are fun. Yeah, I've been enjoying talking about Christmas movies because I love Christmas so much. Yeah, I love Christmas and I love hol- I love holiday the holidays and I love movies and so why wouldn't I like to combine those? Right, exactly. We're about when we're recording this, we're getting close. We're oh, we're literally a week away from Christmas because we're recording this on the 18th. Yep, we're a week away. That's insane. Um, when we release this, it will be only two days away from Christmas. Crazy. Um, so how has your um holiday season kind of been panning out? Been good? Been bad? Yeah, it's been good. It's been much more Christmassy, I feel like, than past holiday seasons for me. That's good. I've listened to lots of Christmas music, watched quite a few Christmas movies, almost have gotten all the gifts that I need to get. Yeah, it's been good. Um, For those of you who are listening that don't know, I crashed my car recently, so the car I've been using doesn't have like an aux cable. So I've been forced to listen to the radio, but I found this great Christmas station that doesn't play too many ads. So yeah. I've been bopping to that. Um, and the the DJs on there are not as annoying as most are. Most radio DJs? Most radio DJs, yeah. They're actually not half bad. Um, and like they do a thing in the morning where they don't play any ads for like two hours, like, like yeah. a commute kind of thing. And it always, so like on my way to school when I'm driving, it doesn't play any ads and it just plays Christmas music. So that's That's been actually making me listen to more Christmas music than I usually do. The only problem with that is, that I've learned, is that radio stations usually play like the same 15 Christmas songs. They just play the same ones by different people. It's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, so it's like, I'll be home for Christmas by Bing Crosby and then Frank Sinatra and then Ariana Grande and right. then Michael Buble, like, but you hear the same one. Cause I feel like they have to pick the holiday songs that are like not offensive, like the ones that will appeal to a lot of people too. And then they just play a bunch of different versions. I don't like know. That. I keep hearing Baby It's Cold Outside on the radio. And every time I hear I, it, I'm like. I know. I'm that, like, why, I, didn't we go over this like the past couple years? Like, why are we still playing this song? They're still playing it. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, though, let's talk about something we do like. Because um, <laughs> we're ranking today our five, our top five Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, top five Christmas movies of all time. Objectively, these are the best ones. There is yeah. no arguments to be well, had. No, my list is somewhat subjective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I mine is definitely subjective too. Obviously, these aren't the best Christmas movies like for everyone, but these are our five favorites. There's two crossovers we have, so there are three or like ones that aren't. I tried on each to keep list. mine less crossovery. Yeah, I tried to pick some different ones, kind of. Uh, right you did a good job on we that. we could have probably had a lot more crossover we definitely could have like there's always those ones that are undoubtedly the classics 
So you've kind of you got to mix it up if you want it to be yeah. semi entertaining for the for the audience. Hopefully it's entertaining for you guys and obviously you can let us know your top 5 favorite Christmas movies on either our Instagram or Twitter and yeah, let's uh let's jump into it. So my number 5 is The 12 Dates of Christmas, which is an ABC Family romance holiday rom-com. So it's mm-hmm. basically like what would be called a Hallmark movie, you know? Right. So this movie is about this girl who feels like she's never going to find love. She's trying to get over her ex and she goes into this store. She has this blind date set up with this guy later and this lady sprays her with perfume and she passes out and then the lady leans over her and she's like, I spritzed you and you passed out. And then she lives Christmas Eve 12 days in a row. So she has 12 days. So the first couple days, she's, you know, bitter and angry and is, like, rude to the guy. And then by the end, of course, she's, you know, in love with him and has turned her life around because it's a Christmas miracle season. And there's a dog. (gasps) Really? There is. Wow. This sounds like Groundhog Day, but Christmas theme. Yeah. And with a girl as a main uh-huh. character. Yep. I mean, I mean <laughs> there's better things to rip off. There's definitely better movies to rip off. Like, Groundhog Day is great. Yeah. All de- I'm definitely planning on watching this this season just because you talked about it's it. It's on so Disney Plus, so anyone can watch it. Yeah, no, it's a fun one. A lot of people would probably think it's cheesy, but I've watched a lot of these movies. And, and what Christmas movies aren't cheesy? Like, right. That kind of comes with the territory. This one's just, it has enough funny jokes and like funny things that mm. make it, I mean, I don't even want to admit how many times I've watched this movie. This is like a yearly watch for me. Nice. That's a good one though, because I think that's one that a lot of people probably wouldn't, one of those that people wouldn't expect. So, and like what you said, it's on Disney Plus, so yeah. a lot of people got access to it. And it's it. people under like underrate Hallmark mo- style movies or like made for TV movies because they're like, oh, right. they're not cinema, they're not real <laughs> filmmaking. Like Martin Scorsese, just like Hallmark isn't cinema. <laughs> <laughs> There's a level of production that is true about that. Like, I mean, right. they make these in a quick amount of time. They're pumping out so many scripts. Blah blah blah. But there's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of parts in this one that actually, well, there's some logistical, like, time right. travel day-to-day things that don't totally work. But overall... Time travel never works. They do a lot of clever things. Like, every single day they have something from the 12 Days of Christmas song that, like, show mm-hmm. you which day it is. Yeah, so, like, right. Lords a-leaping, this kid with the number 10 on the hockey team lords jumps over this box and you're like oh lords are leaping da, 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 da. did you find all 12 of them yeah you yeah but you gotta like keep your eye out for them so the first right. time we watched it obviously we didn't know that but then like the more years we watched it we were like, like oh look or it was like 11 11 or it was like pied pipers piping pizza on like a sign of a taxi oh. driving by and it was like 11 whatever or whatever the number is for that yeah so it's little cute stuff like that it's a good movie i recommend if you're gonna want to watch a hallmark style movie this is one this one or snow globe this came out in 2011 i feel like the ones like 
the Hallmark style movies, like we're calling them, that were made a little earlier on are better. Because, like, now they pump out so many. There's a bit of a novelty to the ones released, like, at the beginning of the decade. Like this one, you know? Yeah, this came out when I was in 8th grade. Right, yeah. I feel like there was a bit more quality put into them than there is now. Yeah. That's with Hallmark movies, too. Like, I think the earlier ones are definitely better. Like, before it became, like, this this machine. Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely gonna watch this. This is the only one on this list I haven't seen on either. Obviously, I'm not on my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give this a watch and you guys should too. It gets the secondhand film recommend. All right. What's your number five? My number five is an already infamous movie on the podcast. So we probably won't talk about it too much. Uh, but this is The Nightmare Before Christmas, which like we said, some people might call this a, Chris- um, a Halloween movie. But I think it counts as both. And it also takes place during the Christmas season. Like, it's after Halloween. Santa's in it. Santa's in it. It's And it just, it's a bit of a different vibe. It gives you a bit of a different vibe than other Christmas movies, which I appreciate. Obviously, great animation, good songs. We've already talked about this movie. We don't have to talk about it too much more. But it's a good one. It's iconic. Watch it. It definitely gets overlooked during the Christmas season because people are like, oh, it's Halloween. But, um... It's fun to watch during Christmas. I like watching it during Christmas more than Halloween. And it's pretty short, too. So it's one yeah. that could be watched very quickly and easily. Yeah, it's like a 70-minute thing. Um, not too not too long of your time. And there's got some good songs, like I said. It's also on Disney+. Plus. So, again, another, really, another one that is easy access. So our number four is the... Actually, your number four and my number four are the same. So this is Home Alone, which we've talked about also, but we specifically didn't go too in-depth on it because we knew it would come up in this podcast as well. Did you get a chance to watch the Netflix episode about it? I did not. I did rewatch it this year. Um, But you can talk about that. So yeah. Yeah, um, there's a Netflix show called The Movies That Made Us that mm -hmm. has like a... 45 minute episode behind the scenes interviews about home alone and how it almost didn't even get made because warner brothers um once they were making it i think they had like had a 13 million dollar budget and ended up needing like 14 million dollars and warner brothers was like yeah no and so they took it or they talked to fox about it and then fox was like okay, you're getting cut off from Warner Brothers, we'll buy it. And then it ended up being, like, the longest-running number one box office movie for, like, so many weeks and, like, made all this money. So I'm sure Warner Brothers really regretted that decision. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, I love this movie. This is a great one. Um, How do you view this one in relation to the second one like do you like the second one a little less or a lot less i feel like that's a big topic of because i feel like everyone likes the first one but everyone's yeah. relation to the second one is a little different yeah the second one it's it's harder to believe the second one that's a good point like the first one they i feel like they put a lot of work into making it believable that right. they actually left kevin behind and weren't, mm. like, terrible parents that it just kind of, right. like, happened and showing you that. And then the second one is kind of, like, 
it makes sense, but it also is a lot harder to sell. Yeah, there's a lot of like not plot holes, but like things that are like, eh, would that really? Yeah, it's a little more ridiculous. Yeah, it's a like it's a bigger when you ever you go bigger scale, it's harder to make it as believable, you know. And it's less about the kind of pranks in the second one as it is about like the hero's journey. Right, to right. kind of grow up a little bit. Also, since we recorded the last podcast when we talked about Home Alone, they announced the cast of uh, the well, the casting of Kevin in the remake, which is the kid from Jojo Rabbit, Archie Yates. We yes, love him. We stand. We do. I wonder if he's going to be, is he going to be a British Kevin? I hope so. Because I would love a British Kevin. What I if, think I want the, it set in England. Really the only thing that I think can totally sell it for them is to not have it in current time period. What if they made it in the same universe though as the one with the original Kevin and they get Macaulay Culkin to come back? In, I would, like, that would be amazing. And like help and like help the kid. That would actually be pretty great. I would be here. I mean, like I'm very loudly against remakes and even revisions. But I, in it's hard to believe that I'm as okay with this remake as I am because I love the first one so much. Right. The first, like we, it's our fourth. On but our especially list of once they announce the cast. Right. I was like, you know what? I'm in. I can kind of take it. Does that come out next year? Um, I think so. If it does, we'll do a. We should do a review on it. I mean, I'd be down. I think it is supposed to ha- be a Disney Plus release. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but the original Home Alone, definitely watch it. It's on Disney Plus as well. These first three have all been on Disney Plus. Disney's just slowly taking over our lives. It's just so funny. Like, it's laugh out loud funny. Because we rewatched it a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. even though I knew all the gags. That's, yeah. It's still funny every single time that, like, the iron falls on his face. Yes. I still laugh. Even though I know it's happening. That's what we I was saying in our other episode. And I think it's because, like, they're, react, they're, they're such good actors that it's not just, like, cartoon characters. Like, oh, I got hit by an iron. But they're, like, actually, like, screaming. It's just so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really good. Um, I mean, most people have watched it, but just watch it again. It's good. It's a classic. That's our four. Both of our number four. Number four. So, since that was my number four as well, we can go to your number three. So, my number three is Miracle on 34th Street, which is the first one. Not right. the remake of it, but the 1947 version of it. Right. Not the Mara Wilson one. The, the the black and white one. Yes. Yeah. And this is also on Disney Plus. <laughs> they're just like, they're just, <laughs> they're just taking over. Uh, this is one I hadn't seen in a while. I watched it quite a few times as a kid, I believe. <laughs> um, and then we were looking for a Christmas movie to watch. And I was like, you know what? Let's revisit Miracle on 34th Street. And. And I think I like it so much because it's so simple. Mm. Like, it's pretty just kind of straightforward. Like, the lady needs to grow up and, right. and you know, not be such a meanie all the time. Right. 
And, you know, she has the neighbor to fall in love with. Right, yep. And then Santa comes in. Real Santa comes in. Real Santa. And people don't think he's real, but he is real. He's the real Kris Kringle. It's just like the story is so original that, like, it feels fresh even now, you know? Yeah. I've watched the remake a bunch of times, but I just recently watched this for the podcast um, last last week maybe even less than a week ago and it was good i liked it i think the like the cinematography is really impressive yeah and even when i was watching it i was like it's not even necessarily that it stands out to me the cinematography like i'm not thinking oh my gosh look at how they framed right this shot and this shot blah 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 right. blah blah but it works for what it is and it kind of captures the simplicity and like magic of it at least that's what i thought right and I think it's really impressive that even though it's black and white, it's still able to give off those Christmassy vibes. Because there, like with Hallmark movies now and everything, people think you need to have all this color. Well, even with Home Alone, Home Alone was like, you know, once it decorated for Christmas, everything in the house was red and green. And Kevin exactly. wore red and green. And it's like with black and white it's a lot harder to get that sentiment across right because you need to actually rely on the acting and the story yeah that's a good point another thing i really like about this movie is that it technically technically could happen in real life because nothing magical quote-unquote happens so the guy technically could have just been a crazy dude pretending to be santa you know yeah and he could have you know bought the house for them and but he didn't buy the house for them at the end, I think. he They just saw the house, and they were like, well, we gotta buy it. It's on sale. Right, right, right. Like, it right. could go so either way. So he could way, just literally... You know, like, he could be a crazy person who's just a right. nice guy whose name is supposedly Kris Kringle. Or he could be the real Santa. Or he, Yeah, exactly. But I think the thing is that, like, it you don't have to have, like, magic to make... Like, I just feel like yeah. it's a good... It's a refreshing look at a Christmas movie. And a refreshing look at Santa Claus. For sure, for sure. I also love, like, the court stuff. Like, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, every time, like, the way that he gets him, I'm like, oh, he got him this time. Got him good. (laughs) Um, I do think the argument in the old one is much better than the argument in the new one. I haven't the seen remake. the new one recently enough. The to... remake is like, he shows him a dollar bill and like, because it says in God we trust, we don't really know if God's real. So how do we, can't we say why Santa's real? It didn't make sense. <laughs> I think the thing with the letters is a lot more concrete of an argument, you know? This is a five star movie for me. Wow. That's a high, that's, that's a high bar. Yeah. It's a high bar. One of very few. Miracle on 34th Street on Disney Plus, like we said. And I feel like maybe not as many people will have seen this. Um, You might have seen the remake, but this one, I feel like it's similar to the remake, but there are differences and it's not too long. So give it a watch. Definitely. What's your uh, number three? My number three, I mean, I kind of cheated because it's not like a movie. It's a special <laughs> But this is Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, I feel like it counts as a movie. This is a five star for me. I love this uh, this special. Um, everything from like the jokes to the music. But really, it's just the animation is so good. And it's aged just so well. And especially with the restorations that have been made with like the colors. And they just pop. Every It's just so good. Um, it's a good heartwarming message um unless you're like 
not religious, then it might be not for you, which I can understand. I mean, I think a lot of people, not to get into <laughs> theological stuff, but I think a lot of people become more religious around Christmas time. That's definitely true. Like, it's more accepted in media to have religion in media during Christmas. For re- for sense. sure, for sure. Like, um, I feel like if this came out now, it might be a little bit like, well, this is a like this is kind of like shoving this down people's throats. Right. But at at this point, it's so old that it's kind of fallen into like stuff like how there are technically quote unquote hymns on the radio during Christmas. Yeah. Like, so I feel like it's almost fallen into that category, and I think it's just it's so iconic. There are so many great scenes and great moments. A lot of the peanut specials, I feel like some of the jokes are overdone. But I feel like this one balances the jokes and the story really well. Hmm. And it's crazy how it's only like 20-something minutes. Right. So those are our first three, uh, five, four, three, going down the list. So we'll go to a quick ad, and then we'll be back at you with our final two picks for top five Christmas movies. Moving on to our number two picks. My number two pick is Elf. Which is directed by one of our favorites, John Favreau. Like, <laughs> I feel like favorite, favorite is not a good word. I know, for that's it. why I said it. Uh, yeah. Like, but I feel like we're, we've, we've talked about him quite a lot on the podcast he's a really interesting character which is so weird because it's not like he's really good at directing or that he's he's directed like really cinematic things like i think he considers himself a cinematic director but he's not he's an event director yeah which he's good at Right, and I feel like Elf is like an event. It's turned into something that's so huge. But I wouldn't like put him on, ever put him on my top five favorite directors list in any No, world. no, no. I think he's just a really interesting person in movies right now. Like, and what he, whatever he like does is just like, like I'm always interested to see what he's doing next. Yeah, like, like he's very so successful. He has a lot of visions. Good for him. I'm a fan of the dude. Anyway, Elf um arguably his best movie up there with iron man one yeah yeah elf is so good anytime i think about it i just laugh like i can't get over how good it is i saw something on twitter today from oh gosh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it was like a film easter egg whatever on Mm -hmm. how hermy the elf do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, was, the dentist. Yeah, was actually a human, and that's why he was different than the other elves. And oh. the reason that people think he, or the theory I saw that he was a human was because he had hair, and none of the other elves had hair. And oh. that elf was, a lot of it was inspired by Hermie. Being an outcast, not feeling like he fits in because he's actually a human elf. 
Wow, interesting. In the elf world. Interesting. You know what else is funny to me? Not that it would be funny to anyone else, but the fact that his name is Buddy, and that, like, most people who get golden retrievers name their golden retriever Buddy. Buddy. (laughs) And that his character is basically the equivalent of a golden retriever, and his name is Buddy. Yes. That's actually true. Like, it just feels like that kind of name, you know? Yeah, like, a really generic, like, nice little guy, like, nice dog name. Yeah. Like, Buddy. Right. He plays the character really well, too. Like, it's a believable. Like, I think I said this before, I kind of get bored towards the end, like, with the Central Park Rangers when it turns into, like, a horror movie. Like, saying, like, the Central Park Rangers. Yeah, and the and like, horses are, like, the blah, 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 You know, like, they're running after yeah. him, and he gets really, like, intense, and... Like, like he's, like, using, like, his little poker to to swipe at people. I'm like, geez, Santa, take a chill pill. Drink some cocoa. My favorite character in this movie is the brother. I love the brother. Because I just love his reactions, like, when yeah. they're at the dinner table. Yeah. Like, drinks the whole gallon of soda. <laughs> He's just living his best life. Like, he doesn't even care that this guy is, like, in his house doing all these crazy things. He's just like, oh, okay, buddy's cool. Cutting down a tree from Central Park. Yeah. Like, buddy chopped it down. <laughs> With the snowball fight. Yeah, yeah, where his arms are just... <laughs> <laughs> this is just a fun movie. Fun to watch. It's too good. And then it, like, I don't know. Like, there's some parts of it that maybe haven't aged as well like the the bathroom scene yes but yeah it, i mean it's still funny but still funny there's still some good parts yeah um, this movie is just like it's too good to be true it's like because it's such a it's such a crazy idea like, yeah that this actually and happened. i mean i think when they originally made it they thought it was gonna bomb yeah, because it's such like a out. It's such an original concept. Well, and and I mean, Will Ferrell making it. I mean, it's like hard to sell. You know, right. you would think because you're like, oh, I'm making this grown man run around New York in this <laughs> leotard. <laughs> it's so the costume is so iconic now. Yeah, like, I, I love mean, I I've seen it all the time. Like people wearing elf shirts. Or, like, elf pajamas, and it's like, looks like his, you know, buddy the elf costume. Right. Uh, one more part. I like the part when they're by, he's by the radiator, and like, <laughs> the radiator's making this scary. <laughs> That's like so me when I'm home alone. Like, it's very scary. <laughs> he's so funny in this movie. He really is. Good movie. Good. Yeah. It's a great movie. movie. My number two, um, which is your number one, is is A Christmas Story. Wow. It's um, a story about... That's like really the most unoriginal title when you think about it. Yeah, but it's so... Like everyone knows what you're talking about if you say A Christmas Story. And it's so... Like actually like such a good title because it's like not really about one thing it's just about this one christmas you know and it goes through like through the eyes of this kid right like and so like you've got the the plot like the bb gun um and like the santa well it's a classic coming of age 
movie. Yeah. Tied in with Christmas. With Christmas. So it's like right. two of the best things that you can get in a movie. It really is. Um, and all the characters are just so iconic. Like all the family, the dad and the mom. And are, the brother. <laughs> I love the brother underneath the sink, like with the milk. Oh, I died. I watched this today again. And I just like, I always laugh at different things every year. Like every year, mm. something new surprises me or hits me different than it did yes. the year before. And that really got me today when he was under the kitchen counter. Yeah. And like, and then she opens it up again, like to give him the milk. And then the dad just sees him. And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> like, it's just so funny. I like how much he cries too. That was something I noticed this year when I watched it is like he cried right. so much. And I think it's pretty true because like he's, I feel like I forget how actually young he's supposed to be in the movie. Mm. Like he's a little kid. And I think you forget because of the voiceover and how it's his adult perspective. Yeah. So like you think that he's like this really smart kid, but it's really just the adult like reflecting back when he has more knowledge, which is another really good thing. Like I think that's a really... Uh, most of the time I feel like voiceover is pretty cheap. I don't like voiceover, mm, yeah. but I feel like this uses it well because yeah, it it's almost like the whole thing is a reflection back to like this one Christmas that was obviously like a big uh, moment in his life. And one thing I noticed this year that I really liked was that a lot of times, especially in the 70s and 80s movies that were made, the father figure in the movies was always made very, very harsh. Like, it mm. was the all-work, no-play kind right. of dad that you see in movies. And right. at first, you kind of expect um, Ralphie's dad to come across that way. But you kind of see the other side of him with, like, the lamp leg and... Um, like the Christmas tree, and then in the end when he gets Ralphie the gun. Right, and I think it's like the point, like at the beginning, he's so, like, that's how he's kind of set up, and you're like, oh, he's gonna be the classic, like, dad's really mean, and the mom's the nice one, but like, at, toward, as it goes on, you see how, like, he has a soft spot, and yeah. at the end, he actually is the one that gets in the gun. Like, I, I do like that a lot. I bet that was pretty, like, different, different for the time, for sure. Kind of like with Elf, there's a couple things that haven't aged the best, but it's still, it's still good. I love this one. I mean, obviously, it's my number two. It's your number one. Yeah, I think it's the best Christmas movie of all time. There's something else that it's just like this is Christmas. You know, it just feels so Christmassy. Everything yeah. about it, and especially like I didn't used to like it at the end because I mean, you're a kid, you want like fun, flashy stuff. But I feel like the laugh, the like the ending shot is so good. Yeah, like Christmas night and like. It's actually really well framed and, sh and lit. Like, it's just such a good movie. Perfect front to back. Um, another five star. This is a five star for you too, right? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, okay, so that was your number one. So I'll just get into my number one, which won't be a surprise if you know my top four favorite movies. <laughs> um, it's kind of, like, obvious. It's, it's a Wonderful Life is my uh, first. This was also... This is probably like your number six because this was on your list until you put 12 Dates of Christmas on. Yeah, I decided to take, it was on my list and I decided to take it off just to give space for kind of a different kind of movie since you had it on right. your list. Right, but it's just, it's. I'm just making, like pointing out like it's not like you don't like it. Like, yeah, it no, I love 
this movie to an extent. Right. I've seen it so many times at this point that I'm like, mm. yeah, it definitely, yeah, it's hard when you watch movies a lot. Um, yeah, this. I mean, I don't have much more to say about this. I did act, talk about this a lot in our very first episode when we went over our four favorite movies of all time. But this is just so it's so good. I feel like a Chris, a Christmas story is my favorite Christmas movie because I really don't consider this a Christmas movie because it's like surpassed I, that for me, hmm. even though it is very Christmassy and it does make me feel very Christmassy yeah. at the end. But there is a lot in it that d- doesn't take place at Christmas. It just is like the climax, the climactic moment is at Christmas. It's all building to like Christmas. And I think it's just the message is so good and it really affects me personally every time I watch it. At the end of this movie, this is like the most... Like, the height of emotion I can feel mm. during a movie, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I don't think of it as a Christmas movie. It's just a really amazing movie. Um, I really... Like, I have a lot to say about it, but I just have a hard time talking about it because I don't know what to say. I don't know if I... I don't think I was in it. I don't know. But our drama group did this. And my mm. brother, older brother, played um, George Bailey. And I don't think I was in that one. I think that was before I started. I think that the character of George George Bailey is just so good. Well, he's very human. And especially the performance in the movie has such highs and lows. Like, it's so subtle. But then it reaches such, like, high points, obviously, because it's, like, his, like, midlife crisis. Right. James Stewart or Jimmy Stewart, however you want to call whatever you want to call him, has to, like, convey so many different emotions and go through so many different stages of life because she's really portraying this guy's like whole life up until that point jimmy stewart was definitely more attractive than cary grant not oh, yeah. that that matters but i feel like a lot of people it does like <laughs> talk about cary grant as like i mean cary grant was iconic i give him that and he was maybe kind of attractive i guess but he's only attractive really once you actually watch his roles which is the same thing with adam driver yes you watch his roles and you're like "Eh." or also like mark ruffalo you're like "Eh, maybe not that we're talking about that i mean it's a good conversation we could have it (laughs) yeah i would agree i think his face structure is better than Cary grant's and his hair is nicer have you seen the shop around the corner i think i have uh, I watched it last year. That's another Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart that is really good. Like, it's not as good as It's a Wonderful Life, obviously. Um, but it's a really good movie. I think it's on Criterion Channel. Um, I'll have to give it a watch. Might be on Canopy. Not sure. But, yeah, that's if you're looking, if you guys are looking for one that's, like, a little more obscure. Those are our top five Christmas movies. Going down the list of mine, uh, from five to one, it's Nightmare Before Christmas, Home Alone, Charlie Brown Christmas, A Christmas Story, and It's a Wonderful Life. And my five are five, The Twelve Dates of Christmas, four, Home Alone, three, Miracle on 34th Street, two, Elf, and number one, A Christmas Story. Those are five, well, actually eight, because we have two crossovers. So eight movies, plus a shopper around the corner. Yeah, um, so, so nine didn't watch movies. any of those. Yes, watch them. This em. Christmas season. Maybe there's one that you haven't seen in a while or haven't even seen. Um, If you're listening to this, the day comes out. Christmas is in two days. So you you got to you gotta make sure you get all of the, the best movies in before the season's over. I hope you guys have enjoyed this, though. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Shorter episodes, a little less structured, kind of just off the wall. Exactly. I like it. Um, We'll actually have one more episode coming out this December. 
on December 30th, we'll be reviewing The Rise of Skywalker and ranking the Skywalker, Skywalker Saga. Very yeah. fun. So we're not... So we're not ranking Rogue One and Solo. We're just ranking the Skywalker saga. I mean, Solo would be at the bottom anyways, so it's not like it even matters. They'd be they'd be pretty down there anyway, so... Solo is the yeah. worst Star Wars movie ever made there. I Whoa. said it. Make sure to come back next week for those and more hot takes on the Star Wars <laughs> movies. So yeah, make sure to come back next week for that. Follow us on Twitter at Secondhand Film and on Instagram at Secondhand Film Pod. You can subscribe and follow the podcast on all podcasting, streaming, and especially give us a great review if you like the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Right, that's, that's our Christmas. To us. You to, to us. us. Yep. You to us. It's pretty easy, too, like, it, and it really helps, like, it really helps get us up there in the charts people's ear holes yep just love being in the ear holes <laughs> <laughs> until next time i'm kayla and i'm noah and, and we're, we're your, your second hand film critics. film critics your christmas critics